grace and mercy and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord that we consider together today is a portion of 2 Chronicles chapter 32. The history of the kings of Judah is filled with all kinds of unexpected twists and turns. There were spiritually good kings whose sons rejected the Lord and worshipped idols. There were evil kings whose sons worked to turn the people back to the Lord. There were amazing military victories against overwhelming odds. Our lives, too, confront us with unexpected and surprising events. A medical emergency can suddenly change our plans. A loved one's actions might shock or disappoint us. Our own actions might shock or disappoint us. A relationship challenge or a job loss can take us down a far different road than we had planned for our lives. Life's unexpected events can discourage us and fill our hearts with doubt. King Hezekiah experienced times like that. He lived about 700 years before the birth of Jesus. Shortly before he became king of Judah, the neighboring nation of Israel had been destroyed by the Assyrian army. God said that happened because they had forsaken him. And they had refused to listen to all the prophets that God had sent to call them back to himself. But would the nation of Judah be next? They too had so often turned away from the Lord. In fact, at the time Hezekiah became king, God's temple in Jerusalem was actually closed. Imagine coming for worship, finding the church doors locked with a sign on the door that says, sorry, we are permanently closed. Hezekiah's father, King Ahaz, had decided to worship idols. So he destroyed some of the temple furnishings, locked up the doors, and put an end to worship there. Would you expect someone like Ahaz to have a son who believed in the Lord? That's exactly what happened. Hezekiah became king, and, and he did believe in the Lord, and he wanted the people of Judah to turn back to the Lord too. So one of the very first things he did was reopen the temple. But he knew that closed hearts needed to be reopened too. So he told the people, Our parents were unfaithful. They did evil in the eyes of the Lord and forsook him. They turned their faces away from the Lord's dwelling place and turned their backs on him. They had turned their faces away from God and turned their backs on him. And the people listened to Hezekiah's call to repent. 
the temple workers got busy restoring and repairing the temple. In just 16 days, the work was done. And the Bible tells us all the people rejoiced at what God had brought about for his people because it was done so quickly. Have you ever driven by a church building that is no longer used as a place of worship? Sadly, churches sometimes close. I hope and pray that our own church will always remain a vital place where God's people gather to worship and to praise and to pray and to serve. But we know that that won't just happen on its own. Because each of us, like those people of Judah, has a sinful will that turns our face away from the Lord's dwelling place and turns our backs on him. Do we sometimes miss a day of worship in God's house for reasons that we would not miss work or even a hobby that we enjoy? Do we sometimes turn our backs on the Lord by avoiding someone who needs our help? God tells us that we are like sheep who go astray, that we turn to our own way. And our Heavenly Father tells us that because his face of grace is still turned toward us, calling us back to him. And as we listen with repentant hearts, we will gladly gather in God's house. And we will invite others to hear the good news of God's love for them. And as we do, God promises that he will bless us and all who gather here in his name. Hezekiah did still more to encourage the people to faithfully worship. After the temple was open, he arranged for the annual Passover celebration, something that they had actually been neglecting for a long time. He taught the people to once again praise God for delivering their ancestors from Egypt when the blood of the Passover lamb on their doorways had the angel of destruction pass over them while the Egyptians were being judged. And he was also teaching them to look ahead to the true Passover lamb, the one whose blood on the cross saves us from sin. And then Hezekiah worked to ensure that worship at the temple would be able to continue. He did that by personally giving generous offerings and encouraging others to do the same. What happened? The people responded with such amazing generosity. They brought such great quantities of the harvest of their fields that it was just piled up in heaps around the temple and they actually had to build extra storerooms to faithfully manage all the offerings. Have you ever seen generosity like that? It still happens. In our fiscal year that just ended, your gifts, given in love for the Lord, exceeded our expenses. 
You know what people say? All the church wants is to say thank you to God's people for your generous gifts. Praise be to God for this gift of his grace that he has worked among us. After all of that, something happened for Hezekiah that likely made him ask, why this and why now? King Sennacherib of Assyria, the most powerful nation on earth at the time, invaded the land. He surrounded Jerusalem and laid siege to it, causing severe shortages of food and water. Hezekiah made whatever military preparations he could. And then he gathered the people together and he said, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria or the vast army with him. How could they not be afraid and discouraged when an army of nearly 200,000 had them surrounded? Hezekiah gave the reason. For there is a greater power with us than with him. With him is only the arm of flesh. But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. Now, when Hezekiah said this, he did not know exactly how this would turn out. He did know that God has power to do whatever he wants and that God's people are eternally safe with the Lord and therefore nothing can truly harm them. When Sennacherib heard what Hezekiah had said, he just laughed and he scoffed. He bragged about all the nations that he had conquered and how none of their gods had been able to stand up to him and how dare they think that the God of their puny nation could save them. And from all outward appearances, Sennacherib was right. His army was undefeated. The people of Jerusalem were trapped and starving. And Hezekiah prayed. And the Lord answered. He sent an angel, just one angel, that destroyed Sennacherib's army. 185,000 Assyrians died. Sennacherib's arm of flesh, as impressive as it was, was defeated by God who fought for his people and won the victory for them. Do you ever feel like those people in Jerusalem must have felt, surrounded by threats and troubles? Do you ever feel unsure when someone mocks the God that you believe in? Satan wants us to feel like that. Like we are surrounded by powerful enemies with no way out. Is he right? When we take a look around, death has us surrounded, just waiting for the day that we will draw our last breath. 
And even if that doesn't come for a long time, he's always taunting. Do you think you'll be in heaven after what you've done? Can you even know that you are trusting the right God to save you? And even when we are sure of what will happen when we die, he tries to terrify us about how we might die. If it is long and painful, will we hang on to our hope in God? Sin has us surrounded too. And Satan is always bringing up our past failures. You knew that that was not right. You even prayed for help and still you sinned again. Trouble has us surrounded and, and Satan ridicules. Why isn't God making your life better by giving you better health or more money? If God is real and loving, why won't he work to make things easier for you? God's power and his influence seem to be on the decline. There is no shortage of cool and famous people who say that God's ways are not good, not good at all. And they are quick to point out how unpopular you are if you live by or speak up for God's truth. As you look at all of those spiritual threats and dangers that surround you, God's servant, Sennacherib, has a message for you. He says, do not be afraid or discouraged, for there is a greater power with us than with them. With us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And how do we know? Because God sent not an angel, but his own son. His own son who overcame all of Satan's temptations and silenced his accusations by living without sin and by dying to pay for all sins. Jesus has defeated the power of death and risen from death at the Father's right hand. He rules all things so that even in sad and challenging times, you can trust his plan to lead you through life to eternity. The Son of God himself has fought your battles and he has won them all because he is for you and he is with you and he is greater than all. Who can be against you? Since he is greater than all, there is nothing in all of creation that can separate you from God's love for you in Christ. Remember that whenever life takes you on unexpected twists and turns, God is always faithful and always with you. His goodness and love will always follow you. His almighty power will deliver you. So, do not be afraid. The Lord your God is with you to help you. Amen.